Let me spit this out. All right. Microphone check one two. What is this? This is True Offer of the Off Space Podcast coming to you live. And this is your favorite co-host with the absolute most as a go offer. And let's go ahead and knock it out before I even talk about how we're doing. Let's just talk about these motherfucking heat checks for the week. And I say that because I was listening to a snippet on Instagram this week. And you know niggas, niggas love playing the fucking snippet game where they play something so fire and you get so excited for it. Mm-hmm. And they really played the fire 10 seconds of the song and that should be so ass. The whole so rest ass. of the song is just so mid. The whole rest of the song be, I'm mid, I'm mid. <laughs> like that fucking Twitter video. I'm mid, I'm mid. <laughs> that was probably the greatest reaction video I've seen in like a few months. <laughs> for sure. And so my heat check is going to be The Real Hood Babies by Lil Got It. His smash hit from the past year. And he has a remix with Lil Baby as well. And the reason that's my heat check is he put out this snippet this past week that was so motherfucking fire. So motherfucking fire. Like that? And I was rocking with the Hood, ba- the Hood Babies crazy when it came out. Shouts out to a player because he's the one that put me onto it. But then the fact that he's this dude's coming right back with something heat like that. Tuh. Ooh, the t- <laughs> That's how you know it's already going to be fire, man. Yes, Shut sir. I haven't seen it, so I'm definitely going to look into that now. But my heat check comes actually right after the release of their new album. But it's from a group that's not very known, but y'all should pay attention to because they're on the come up, I'm sure, because they make fire music. A group known as the Pantheon. Um, P-A-T-H-N, yeah. for anyone that's going to search it. Texas-based. And the song... For my heat check is Chum Bucket off of their Potluck album. Mm-hmm. Uh, super fire, man. Go ahead and check that out, y'all. And then, I guess we can say fuck it. Fuck it, I'm on one. Shouts out to... <laughs> Bruh, I, I, know this, I know this is a side note, but I was on Twitter, and one and there's always funny-ass discussions that come up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And one of the funny-ass discussions that came up this week was how um, Kanye and Drake have always hated each other, mm-hmm. but how they just have shaded each other throughout just trying to stink up each other's tracks and one of the funniest ones was when niggas said and someone was talking about how bad glow was so i said bro i really went back to think about i'm about to glow i'm about to glow when niggas expected the kanye drake collab it really wasn't as shitty as people were making it out to be but i said that bro what year was this because i really don't remember glow really yeah that was like two years ago maybe three years ago but like that song came out and I instantly thought with the topic that these niggas, looking back on how they really <laughs> feel about each other, they for sure were trying to outstink the other one on the song. It's like, oh, I got Ye on a song? I'm like, fuck this nigga, bro. I'm about to I'm like, shit. And then Ye put some fucking trash-ass drums on some early fucking Drake music. And when he hopped on Pop Style, he hit him with the oh fucking God. Pop Style verse. Drake instantly did his own verse and said, fuck these niggas. <laughs> He's like, oh, the throne not doing anything for me right now. So, like, that's not happening. Jay gave him a breath. He gave him a breath mm-hmm. for the verse. <laughs> you know, it's funny of which uh, the Drake and Jay song is actually back on Scorpion. I don't know when it popped up, but I was listening to it in the car today and I saw that the track was back up on Apple Music for anybody that cares. I think that Drake and um, Hove are in more of like a... Drake is trying to have Hove as like a rival and Hove sees Drake is at the pinnacle. So that's the only one that can be considered a rival, even though yeah. Hove's on the God MC shit right now. I was now. about to say, like, at the end of the day, this isn't even a rival. This is a different tier, different generation. If it's like MJ looking at Kobe, you feel me? Like That's what I'm saying. There should like, be no reason for a rivalry to even brew. It's just pass on the torch. It's like Kobe would view it as a rivalry because mm-hmm. he looks up to MJ, yeah. you know? But it's like MJ's already 
he's already fucking. I did like, mine. He's already. <laughs> I did mine. I've already accomplished mine. Like it is what it is. But I'm gonna be competitive with the new young nigga. You yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's someone that does bring the competitiveness out of Hove because Hove doesn't throw shots at many a person, but Drake's definitely caught some strays from Hove. And so I'm not gonna. I'm you know I'm not gonna get on this Drake pedestal for like the 15th podcast. But we've, if you guys want to hear more on that, just go and check out some of our other ones with him and the names of them. <laughs> and so moving on. Um, how about our Mac checks for the week? Just because is is this should be the last one because September's coming to a close. We on have this one more RIP Memorial Month for Mac Miller. But my Mac check for the week is gonna be cut the check on the Good AM project featuring Chief Keep. Cause this nigga Mac well, like when I, when we go in and talk about the fact that he can get anybody on a song because they all respected him, regardless mm-hmm. of where people put him or deemed him in the industry, the fact that the one thing Max said... And not just get them, bring the best out of them. For sure. Bring the best out of these artists. And one thing Max said was that he hates when people want him to hop on other people's tracks yeah. and just do the Mac Miller flow. When it's like, if you hop on, if you jump into someone else's world, you know, you have to fully be immersed in their world. Yeah. So the fact that he got Chief Keef, who raps a certain type of way, onto his song and he was really hopped into his world, just, I'm a motherfucker. The thing is, I feel like it's weird because... Neither one really tapped into their individual bags like they were. They hopped into like a joint little Duffy and just made an immaculate song out of nowhere. So big shout out on that one. You could just tell like that was nice chemistry throughout. And um, it's kind of crazy that you say that now too because that was pot- like potentially going to be mine. I was still wrapping it in my head around which one I was going to throw out there. But I guess because of this, I have to switch up, which is kind of nice because it brings uh brings me to a whole nother tape. Because I feel like we haven't given a check on it yet from Blue Slide Park. And this one is like whatever, but... He calls uh, it... <laughs> I feel like he viewed that as like... Obviously, he's someone that didn't regret anything. But like obviously, that was his one like poppy kind yeah. of tape before he went full like backpacky like artistic vision. And the raps. worst part is it's like everyone still enjoyed it. It was just his artistic uh, vision and what he wanted from himself. He decided decided to switch back up like on his lane and just figure out how he wanted to progress, which is beautiful because he just kept on making good music. But and it went gold quickly. We like, all got bops from it. Like I know you enjoyed I enjoyed because my song that I'm choosing right now for the heat check is Mac, Mac check. check is Miss Calls. Hey, Missed Calls. And the missed calls and emails. Yeah, baby, I got missed calls and emails. Not going into detail. Hey, hey. And so <laughs> that's fire. But you know what is great about the fact that we have all of these DSPs and streaming services? What's fire, Chuka? <laughs> that moves me on to the new topic, <laughs> the new iPhone. Oh my, dude. Okay, this. Ah, look, man. I don't want to get ethered by iPhone stands out there because at the end of the day, I have a fucking iPhone. Probably gonna get another one for my next phone. But what's really that much better about it? Because I just saw three cameras that just have, like, regular camera, wide, and slightly wider. Oh. So what's really different besides, like, the colors? Because the colors are fine, but... I'm about to let people know. Actual quality-wise, can you please at least let me onto why you think this iPhone 11 or whatever stands out more from the rest of the pack? <laughs> why are you laughing like you have one? <laughs> the thing that's different oh. is with all these cameras, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You get the wide view lens, something nice, you know what I'm saying? Young niggas can make them good home videos, you know, when, she, that's when, why you... when she's hitting that yak yak and you pull the camera out. Ooh! You got that Brazzers quality in your phone? What? Oh, Set my. it up. We have a porn studio, bro. Everyone got an OnlyFans, bro. All those. Everyone. Only... Everyone. Everyone's got one. Nah, double back. That's so weird. Double back. <laughs> These OnlyFans girls are about to start going crazy. The premium Snapchats, everything, bro. That home qu- content quality is about to go 
all the way up. I will say, I did hear that videos are definitely, I guess, like the biggest emphasis of what they're doing right now. So that is a good point. But on the same to token, it's like, bro, is that really that much of a change? Like, I'm almost disappointed a little bit by how little has changed. Or maybe I just haven't seen, like, to what degree this can be taken now. Because I know iPhones already made it to the point where you don't need certain kind of cameras for pictures. But now is it like you don't even need certain kind of cameras for pictures or videos? That'd be fire. And I don't know if the change is that big of a drastic jump where people are going to stop buying the cheaper DSLRs to start their YouTube and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Just like most photographers, early photographers don't necessarily have to buy the cheap, like the... And I say cheap in the film industry or the like industries like that because like think about it when it comes to an extreme sense renting a fucking red camera is thousands thousands yeah. tens of thousands of dollars and so these motherfuckers that want to start making some low quality shit even when we were first on the YouTube stuff some people had to save up like for months to get like the two thousand mm -hmm. or like the one thousand dollar DSLR to even start mm -hmm. but now we're in a point where people can straight up make the YouTube videos from the phone if they had to and. On, on that, now that I think about it too, because I know recently, at least in like the last few generations of iPhones, as I say that, I already think about it a little bit now. Like some people have already really just started using these as like starter kits for like vlogging and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So they really haven't even had to go on the camera. So is this just like a nice play from iPhones to go ahead and take the recording kind of market for? But that being said, all jokes aside, because I really do love those home videos though, like that's, I think that's become like a... Um dating standard for me like obviously happily in a relationship and <clears throat> all that jazz but i mean like home videos or just having connectivity of iphones no home videos nigga you gotta let me record bro at some point like i gotta have some videos because a young nigga likes porn i'm a man bro at the end of the day like everybody likes watching their porn but the best kind of porn is when you see your own wee wee going into a mouth like you see your own wee wee going into a pussy like butthole if that's how you get down like it's like do you don't have to you, you don't do. have to search for a video that can vaguely <laughs> resemble you you. you know it what is I'm you like i always gotta find the, the fucking no let me stop <laughs> i'm not saying y'all nigga gotta go in there hit the the bbc rex young latin woman like what the fuck just so i get like real. i'm just i want to say i'm disgusted but I've, i i feel you on a spiritual level which is the worst part like <laughs> i don't know if that's what i'm typing in like no that's not what i'm typing i've never bro if you ever type in wreck into a fucking <laughs> porn search engine, you need to immediately be flagged down and brought to a mental health institution. There's no way you finish watching or like beating off whatever your session is. There's no way you finish and don't feel disgusted about yourself at least a little bit afterwards. Bro, if you look up, like, you know how Google, you'll click the search bar, it'll show you recent searches and shit like that. Mm -hmm. If your search bar is clicked and rec is anywhere in it, bro, you've definitely got to tell uh, your loved ones. Like, I know you don't like to talk about some of your sexual preferences and things of that nature and it's not as public as people need to make it but that's one thing i'd love for my loved ones to alert me of so i can not be surprised when i get the phone call from the police saying that they've shot up a school or something so i can know that some extreme thing is coming in the near future because that's incredible that's it. incredible but <clears throat> all jokes aside with the iphone it's like these niggas are doing the same thing they do every single fucking release. Like, they barely change it. Mm -hmm. And they barely change it because they know that they have the prettiest UI and the prettiest phones. That's yeah. it. Like, I'm not naive. I have a PC for my fucking desktop. I have a MacBook for my laptop. I have a MacBook literally because it looks better than 
every other laptop. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. It's it's. I'm not gonna sit here and argue with people because like Android users and all these users like to come out and be like, bro, these fucking beta, blah 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 blah. blah. No, nigga, I I get on my laptop to do schoolwork and search things on the internet mm-hmm. and watch porn occasionally and uh. like and fucking like and fucking other than that, do like some editing and shit like that. One, MacBooks are better for editing, but two, like if we take away the editing aspect, it's like I just want my shit to look pretty. Yeah. Two, three, like my the- phone I open up for DSPs and social media. If I'm using my phone for so little things right i just want the prettiest looking phone that's it that's the end of the argument and dis- discussion for me so i'm not after the six the last perfect phone i think iphones made I, apple made was the 6s plus that was the last phone that was really like whoa this is very like, different this is like, very different we need to before. get that after i like i would have still been rocking with my 6s plus now yeah. if it wasn't just a piece of shit by now but that being said i'm in no rush to get to 11 yeah like i'll I mean, get the i have a year left on my contract what then i'll get another phone i think this doesn't make me think i need to stand in line for three hours to get this bitch no in my point of view i feel like they have this nice little scheme going on to where they release shit every year, so it doesn't even need to be the biggest improvements year after year because, like, of how rapid, like, they're releasing iPhones comparatively to, like, others out there on the market. But at the same time, about every two to three years, and when you when reasonable people should get, like, another phone, there's considerable enough changes to where it's like, okay, this warrants what I'm doing, and I can feel satisfied with, like, my purchase. Um and at that time, that was kind of fucked up because that's about when usually your phone starts having connectivity problems or like whatever because uh, updates just start phasing out older phones, which kind of forces you to be on that standard new phone upgrade of two or three years. Bro, you don't have to dally, bro. You don't have to tap dance, bro. We don't have an Apple sponsorship. We know y'all niggas be setting the bomb and the fucking virus in with the new update so that the old phones become shit. There's no way that my phone lasted 24 hours with no charge. And then the second the 11 comes out, this bitch lasts three. Dude, it's fucked up. It definitely <laughs> is fucked up. And at the same time, it's fucked up for people who fall for it and download the update. Bro. <laughs> I'm, oh, still on, I'm still on iOS Whoa. too. <laughs> That update is not coming till it's forced. You know they get to a point where it's a, eventually like you wake up and it's like your phone's been updated. You're like, what? I bro, never rated this. Bro, I'm on, I'm on iOS need to know. When I see the automatic updates, I'm like, nah, bro, I'll, I'll update you when I need to. Yeah, what? Same with my fucking MacBook. Every single time they're like, you have a new update, save for later. It's like, I bet. <laughs> I bet I have a new update. That's funny as fuck. Shout out to the HP Envy though on this whole frame of like laptops because I've had this thing for what, five years now? And besides minor slowdowns from, like, I guess, overtime usage and just, you know, natural progression of things aging and diminishing in value, this thing holds up like a fucking beast. That bitch ugly, though. Ugly? Yeah. So it don't look damn near exactly like your fucking Mac. No, it doesn't. Oh, my God. The key- they copied the keyboard. It looks the- <laughs> I'm looking at it's the exact same shit. No, you're not. Damn near. You're looking at very different shit. But... For all of our listeners that enjoy sports commentary, we're going to save that for them, but we are going to get to college football and NFL. We're going to do Antonio Brown shit before them, but before we get into all of that, I will like water, my guy. to backtrack. Appreciate it. You guys better revel in this moment, because I'm a prideful motherfucker, and that's one of my flaws. I know it's Apology a character Apology coming. <laughs> and I hate apologizing, 
but I, I'm a grown up. So at the end of the day, I know sometimes you do need to apologize. So I want to apologize to the young lady that was the Postmates driver in the Lizzo situation. Bro, you said you'd turn up like fuck on her, dude. I, I, I said like I would goodness. have this bitch ethered. I said I'd have a wanted poster out for her ass on some crazy, on some One Piece shit. <laughs> thousand, a million, a billion berry. <laughs> billion guy. berry woman. A billion berry bounty head ass. But fucking more information came out mm. in the Postmates situation. And apparently Lizzo didn't put a fucking room number. So how the fuck is this bitch going to deliver her food with no room number? Second, Lizzo put a phone number, which obviously as a celebrity or someone that is high profile, you never put your actual number on there. So you put like your assistant, you put someone in the room number though. Someone that is going to be there to answer the fucking phone. And apparently she gave someone's number that never answered the phone, never answered the phone once. And third, the girl actually came into the hotel, spoke to the concierge and was trying her best to find Lizzo's room so that she can give her the food. But it's like... She's also a famous person. Like any one of the you creep ass people, I won't say creep ass because my girlfriend's done it where they like camped out to find One Direction. Like, nah, hotel nah. The thing is that you already said it, so by default she's thrown it to the category. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Maddie. <laughs> I love you, but it's like there's a lot of people that like scope out celebrities, hotels, and shit like that. So like one of the number one things is. You will instantly lose your job as a front desk person, concierge, etc. If you let someone know where that person is staying. Someone could have easily dressed up, put a fucking, like had a box of food or something and said, yo, this is for Lizzo. Mm -hmm. You know? So obviously it's not the concierge's fault for not giving that lady that information. And then the woman has even gone to the lengths to say, which is the nuts part, that after Lizzo put out that thing... That she's been getting threats every day. She's been afraid to leave her house. Like, it's been on some, like, psychotic shit. And with how nuts some of these fan bases can get, the stand culture and shit like that, I understand how crazy it probably is for her, especially with her being 0% in the wrong. I do apologize for even siding with Lizzo without enough information, one, mm-hmm. because I am someone that likes to have all of the information present I was about before to say, I like- jump. So that is a bit nuts for me. But two, it's also, like... It's a human mistake, you know. This person, it wasn't even a mistake on her part, though. Like, it was 100% the fault of Lizzo's crew. Everything just kind of got fucked up. Like, at the end of the day, like I said, if there's a problem with these kind of things, especially when with great power comes great responsibility, you're a human being, and of course you're still upset you don't have your food and shit like that. I get it. But do it the right way. Like, at the end of the day, you're a big celebrity. I'm pretty sure you can get in contact with someone and figure out where the fuck your food is. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) Like, what? And, like, obviously, too, I know the woman wouldn't just leave the food. For the concert, I'm not even gonna break into that route because I know she wouldn't just leave it because the guy would deny, if, wouldn't uh, confirm nor deny if Lizzo was actually staying there. But on a side note, I was going to mention how crazy it is, like how these people can just like find where this girl is. But at the end of the day, I've seen crazier, like I, that, like her face and name was put out. And so even if it was first name or whatever, I've seen crazier shit where you have like a side profile blurry of somebody on Twitter. And as soon as like the world wants to know who they are because they find out they're a racist or something, that person's found within two hours, no matter what state, country or fucking like province that they fucking live in. Like they could be under a rock and all of a sudden you got their whole profile and life story if the world wants to know now. And obviously, like, please don't attack us. I am one of you. I just like to speak on the crazy ones in our community. Um, Yes, barbs. But um. (laughs) You, you can't fool you can't fool claim yourself to be a barb, bro. Bro, I'm a barb. You are? This one is for the boys with the booming yeah, system, top down AC with the cooling system. Uh, when they come into the club, they be any <laughs> guy barb has cosplayed Nicki Minaj. So go ahead and tell me that you have. I got bro. a pink wig, at, pink wig at the crib. All right, next topic, bro. <laughs> 
Next fucking topic. Let's keep this shit. This pushing. nigga said next topic straight up. But dog, they be the craziest with it though. Like the barbs, the shit. Nikki be like tweeting out a name, and then they'll have their social security number in the comments. <laughs> I'm like, what? You got the CIA on your side? Like, that shit is nuts. Y'all niggas need to get a life. Go outside and drink some water and get some fresh air. Isn't that crazy? You know, apparently the CIA, on a weird side note, apparently like the CIA does like campus recruiting and shit. Bro, what? Like apparently like a whole spy agency, you know, to dumb it down, does campus recruiting on some like casual shit. I've never even seen it before like So these that. niggas gonna pull up to Georgia State? Maybe, and try and see what you're about. Let's see if they got a 3.0, though. That's their one requirement. These niggas going to ask, do you have a clean background? No? All right, well, you can't be a CIA agent. <laughs> They're not on. going to Georgia State, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, they can't go to Georgia State. There's no dry snitching on nobody, but there's a lot of weed in there. You know, apparently, to be, like, FBI, you have to have not smoked or whatever for, like, 10 years prior to your application yeah, F- date. FBI does the 10-year change. Bro, the kind of straight-edge people that go into the, being the feds, like, that's a little different. Literally... Out of my twenty, almost twenty six years on this planet, the I know one person that's never and one person that would be able to pass this test, and that's Catherine Greenison. That's it. Whole name out there, last name that's, and everything. That's cool. I mean, what until, the fuck? until we blow like ten ten thousand. No, I'm just kidding. That shit doesn't matter. But that is kind of insane. Like I know a few people, but even then, it's like deeper levels and whatnot. It's kind of insane how oh, much people get weeded wait, out. Wait, 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 wait. That's hilarious. Up. That I said I know one name, and I said the friend of. Madalena and Madalena would be on that list too because she has a clean record and uh, she's no 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 she wouldn't she wouldn't because of high school shenanigans okay but so even then yeah, yeah she says there's she has, one yeah. fucking name on that list that's nuts she's, she's getting close in four years five years if oh, she's trying to what Madalena in like two three years bros are already gonna be on that ten years of nothing but <laughs> um I guess speaking of things that are unbelievable um. Welcome to the Emmys discussion. I don't know what the Emmys like music is. I was about to do like the whole little lead up. Dun, da, da, da. We love the Emmys and we love award shows. By that I mean the Emmys this year was <laughs> was interesting due to the fact this was actually like a fire or fi- finally a fire award show though. Yeah, because of the fact that one it wasn't predictable. This was yeah. one of the first award shows that was so unpredictable, and there was one reason that it was unpredictable. It's one sole reason, and it pains my heart to oh, even bring up because they blew it. It's because Game of Thrones blew it. Yeah, it's because Game of Thrones blew the third season. They literally third. won. Oh, the eighth season. Sorry, they literally blew, they literally won one award, which I believe is just off of the fact that. It was Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. they're not going to not give Game of Thrones at least one. Especially on its way out and how, like... Yeah. It's, it's definitely it's, one of those, like, they won by default, which is kind of fucked, but, like, at the same time... So, outstanding drama yeah. series, Game of Thrones. Ooh. But, like, Game of Thrones... Who would have beaten it in that category? Game of Thrones was nominated in... Bro, Ozark would have won. If it came to, like, actual quality of a season, Ozark would have shit on these niggas. Oh, for that season two compared to the Game of Thrones what? season eight, way better. Bro, Bodyguard was on this fucking list. I don't know if anybody out there has watched Bodyguard, but I'm about to get on a pedestal. Because I really don't, like... I'm someone who likes everything, pretty much, when it comes to entertainment, or like, can appreciate it on some level. I don't even know how this was nominated for a fucking award. It had damn near six episodes, and I didn't even finish the series. And this is a, a directly in the genre, my favorite genre of, like, shows, you know, like, criminal <laughs> investigation type shit. Even though it's, like, kind of weirdly bending. It could have been that bad. Bro, it was garbage. It oh could have been goodness. that bad, bro. And, That's and not- it had dude, uh, it had, what's his name from Game of Thrones? Um, who? Uh, R- Rob Stark. 
Rob Stark's not mentioned it was bad? If it's what I'm thinking of, bro. No I'm way. sure this shit was called Bodyguard too, and it was just awful on Netflix. Bro, you know what's hilarious though about seeing some of these names on this list? It's like and don't don't crucify me, of course. But it'd be so funny when you have like a list of things to Oh no, he's on the cover picture too. You hate to see it. It can't have been that bad. I'm a peep still. But it's on like the list of shows that I have to watch. When you're in a relationship, which is funny because of the fact that I really be speaking like I'm not not really, just because I do mention her a decent amount. Every but- episode. <laughs> Every episode. But <laughs> but I also like I'm open how I speak. Like I don't censor myself because of that. And she wouldn't want me to. But it's also like once you're in a relationship, there becomes like a delegation of things that you do with mm-hmm. your significant other, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing we do like to do is watch good shows together because she's really into film. She'd love to be in that industry if possible. I mean, she's beautiful. She gets cast for every fucking thing she applies for. It's nuts, actually. But like her success rate is crazy. But one thing that is funny about ours, which she'd be getting mad at me when I mention it, but it's just the truth. It's like when you have a long list of stuff and you're busy people and you're adults, bro, you never get to certain things because it takes a while to chip through that list. Because, yeah. I mean, think about it. What You're with your significant other. You're not bums. We're not homeless. So we're not sitting there watching 30 episodes of something in a day. It's, we watch like two episodes when we're together. And then we next few days, two episodes, next few days, etc. And so bodyguards on that list but it's funny when things like this come out or when you watch things etc that i can just get like a i probably should move this down on the list thing. you know <laughs> what i'm saying like, like move this one down a peg or two so i don't have to like wait a year to finally watch bodyguard mm-hmm. i'm stoked and then that should be ass because i will get butt hurt i will get butt hurt straight up because there are some things we started watching and it's funny though with your significant other where you could tell their faces like you'd be excited to watch something and then you play it and then you could tell they're zero percent into it bro if i gotta watch the office one more fucking time dog oh, I'm not one more fucking no nah, i've just started to dead it at this point and if, honestly, I start talking to a girl, she starts mentioning The Office, and that's kind of a red flag for me. That, Takis and Hot Cheetos. <laughs> Bro, Torres is hilarious, dog. This nigga Torres funny as fuck. What, did he this do nigga, all three? This nigga has been posting about The Office every day since he started rewatching it a week ago, talking about how it's the greatest show ever. That's, oof. The ghetto. I know. The ooh, ghetto. The ghetto. The fucking ghetto. But, the reason we even bring up the Emmy is because, you know, like... A lot of times, period, we kind of graze over award shows. There's a lot of key points that I'd like to bring up. One was Tony Shalhoub, which is the father in Marvelous Miss Maisel, winning the supporting actor in a comedy series. That made me so fucking happy because, one, that category was stacked. Because Barry's an outstanding show, and there are Mm -hmm. three Barry characters in there. And then Veep, I heard, was a really good show, too. I haven't seen Veep. And... uh, Tony, like, this last season of The Marvelous Miss Maisel, I've never seen a character break out so much in one season. Mm -hmm. Like, someone that you kind of put to the sidelines, Mm -hmm. right? As like an, oh, he's a dope character in the show, whatever, and you don't really think about him too much. But this was like the coming of, like, himself season. Like, going through the full range of motions, etc. And it was beautifully acted out. It's like they gave him him the opportunity and, and like, written the script and he just stepped up to the plate. Crushed it. And he's one of my favorite characters in the show now. Really? Out of nowhere. Like, he was really so bottom tier for me. I was not checking on this nigga at all. Good acting will do that, though. But now he's one of my favorite fucking characters in that show. And then one that we both, both really want to get into is the Ozark win. The Ozark win was in a a category for um, supporting (laughs) actress in a drama series. 
And that category was fucking stocked. Riddled with Game of Thrones. It had like three Game of Thrones characters. Four. Four? Four. Jesus. And one person was from, uh, one other thing wasn't from Game of Thrones. There was Maisie Williams, Sophie Turner, Lena Headey, and Gwendolyn Christie were all in this category. And the person that ended up winning was Julia, Julia Garner from Ozark, which... If you haven't watched Ozark, she's the daughter of one of... Well, uh, you say daughter? I was going to say she's not... But how would you describe her better? So she's essentially the daughter of a character, but partner or co-worker like of another one of the main characters in the show. And kind of has just had a pivotal role all throughout both seasons. And has been like an integral part of the show, but at the same time, not the main focus, but as come out with like an acting display that's like rivaled like the main focus and it's crazy because of the fact that um game of thrones took a dip in quality so the fact that brianna tart cersei sansa and aya which are all so strong characters literally all four are so solid strong characters in every other fucking season right mm-hmm. lost out to julia garner's ozark and character. This, yeah it's like especially like this season like that's a said, like the, Maisie and I know so Sophie just too specifically really like put on I don't even know how to describe it. it's like LeBron and Wade coming oh to win a championship goodness. and carry like they, they tried so hard, hard to carry that bullshit Jesus they tried so hard to carry that bullshit we need to have a whole episode probably like a Friday episode dedicated to Game of to, Thrones and what happened to our heartbreak now that we've had time to let the dust settle. <laughs> now the, 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 dude, it's made the show go from something that I would never forget to not as memorable because the last thing like the last impressions were very forgettable Bro, i'm telling you i already had it planned that i was going to rewatch game of thrones with my children i was going oh, to rewatch sure. game of thrones one day period myself and even in my older age i was going to you know spread it over to people because it was such a phenomenal mm-hmm. show but now it's gotten to the point i don't even know if i would restart it no because you know how you ends. know how where it's going to go yeah you know you're just going to be built up of greatness for six seasons Get a little bit of mid in seventh season, and then some, huh? In season eight, so real big, huh? Oh my goodness! <laughs> so shouts out to Julia Garner, though. Some other people we wanted to outline. Who I know, else? honestly, this was the most excited one I was for. I, it was for a uh, lead actor in, I think, a comedy series. I was, go down, guys. I want to get like the actual title of the uh, category correct because this is the one that Bill Hader won for his part in Barry. And Bill Hader went from an actor that everyone has those actors that when you see, you kind of get disappointed. You don't know why, but you hate on them for no reason. Lead actor in a comedy Lead actor in a comedy series. You get disappointed for no reason. I don't know if I was just being a hater to like who he was and things. And it's like hard to see him act and things like that. But this dude just put on such a phenomenal fucking performance that not only did it draw me more into the show that I was already obsessed with because of the writing and like the acting in total, but it made me garner such a new respect for him that I would really watch a whole series off the strength that he's an actor in it now. Which is nuts because like before Barry, that wasn't what you were thinking. You weren't going Bro, to the Bill Hader show, what? you know, like what the fuck? And then you got a chance to watch it. You're like, oh, this is different. Like I would have dubbed different. a show if I saw Bill Hader with the actor. <laughs> I only gave Barry the chance because you said it was good because you watched season one before me at this time. And so then after that, I was like, come on now. Like this is just perfection. And then another one I wanted to outline was Gerald Jerome in When They See Us. The fact that he won the lead actor in a limited series or movie is dope, A, that things like Netflix, Hulu, etc. are being thrown into these um, award show categories, period, mm-hmm. you know, which shows a little bit of diversity. But two, it's like one thing I was talking to my roommate about is seeing our legends get old, right? 
Seeing, seeing our legends get old and everyone remembers if you're if you're listening to this you're probably in about the same age group as us so you remember the time like if we talk white side of it where it was fucking um Clooney Brad Pitt Clooney Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp like you couldn't do wrong with those three yeah. like those three were just like the kings of this shit and when it came to black actors it was like on the tail end of Denzel because that was the generation above us basically he was like the Clooney age oh yeah 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 for sure so it was like Denzel Will Smith mm-hmm. you know and now now, when we get into a new generation, we're kind of in that weird position of transition when it comes to sports, entertainment, music, etc. Where you're watching the new kings slowly emerge. Yeah. And Gerald Jerome is someone that I could see becoming one of those because of his performance in Moonlight. And then they gave him opportunity in other areas where he's... I don't think he hasn't murdered a role since. And then he got the role in When They See Us, which he got the hardest role to play. The one person who actually got the most affected by mental health and the person that got the most violated by the police and the stuff that was going on during the time of the Central Park Five, which we won't delve into further. But the way that he displayed it so beautifully, the emotion he displayed and the way he was able to do all of this acting. And then you watch like one thing I love about actors and actresses is watching their performances that are 10 out of 10 performances and then watching an interview afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things to do because you see them as just like a regular person, like the laughs, the jokes, the smiles, the ha-ha-ha. And then you think about the fact that, no, like you literally got raped, are crying, got mm-hmm. tortured, this, this, that, an hour ago when I was watching this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you portrayed it phenomenally. Like, I felt for you. They and now you're just... fucking laughing next to Ellen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... And it's like, it's crazy too because they gained such like a connection with the character because of how much they had to study for it really dive into what it feels like to be that person so they gain an emotional connection to obviously sometimes it's like real people like in this case where others it's like they're just a fictitious character but at the same time they form such a deep bond with who they are to where you got to give these actors credits because they come out and really portray this shit for sure so that's why it's a good shout out to him and it's funny because, like, some other things... One thing I found fucking hilarious, low-key, was Bandersnatch winning for Outstanding Television Movie. Bandersnatch was straight. Don't get me wrong, it was straight. I well, haven't heard that I, name in a while. I'm never going to watch it again. So it wasn't good enough that I'm going to watch it again. I think it was kind of given the default because it was the first... Different. It was, it was one of the different. first different yeah pushing things we've seen in a while because we're in that era of like once again that middle space where people are trying to figure out what to do so niggas are remaking everything everything's just a remake or of a book or something you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. where they're taking something that's already been creating and created and putting their spin on it because for lack of better words they're not really they're not really really willing to risk putting in all this funding and money into new ideas when they know that the old shit worked. Yeah. And so the fact that Bandersnatch one was kind of like a, yo, y'all tried, nigga, default. Create your own adventure, like an ass. <laughs> but do, I don't really know what any of those other TV movies were in the category, so I guess it wasn't too hard of one to, like, come to. And shout out to that. Obviously, the people who decided have watched those every fucking thing, of I'm course. sure, but... Which, if you get... I hope, actually. Do you think there's some people, like, voting for that sure, for really sure. have never seen some of these? I'm going to go ahead and answer for sure. Because of the fact that um, what the requirements to get into the guild, which I don't know if the guild votes on the Emmys and... um. Oh, is it Emmys and not the and the Oscars? It would be the Oscars, but I don't yeah. know if they do. But they do vote on the Oscars, I'm sure. The Emmys, I believe they do, but the um, requirements is just getting a credit in one of those shows. I don't remember. I'd have to ask my roommate since he could be in the guild. It's I don't know if it's a speaking credit or if it's just a credit period. And so a lot more people than you could think 
could be in the guild and could be voting for these things. Like DJ could really be voting for the Oscars and be voting uh, for movies and shit. He had a speaking role. Like he had a speaking role a few years ago in a, a small movie. And they just get random people. And yeah, those like anybody that was in like that has had, I believe the requirement is a speaking role. So even if it's a small speaking role, you can vote. In these what if things. we walk in one day on DJ like voting for some shit? It's just like, yo, what are you up to, man? I know this nigga hilarious, bro. But he really cares about this shit, so he put in time and effort okay. in thinking about it. But I mean, like, it'd be funny walking in on somebody like, yo, that's my nigga Peter Dinklage, yes sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like the the, zero yeah, thought into it, the zero thought. But DJ would actually take his time. Plus, he said he doesn't want to pay the fees. But anyways, um, so that's about it for the Emmys for me. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more on this. You know, one day the EGOT coming. Oh, yeah, the EGOT's coming. The EGOT's coming. Nick is, is the young Kobe. Like, <laughs> Kobe not going to get an EGOT before me. He, he got, got a head start. <laughs> I think he got he got, he got got a couple letters. Right I'm going to make my own EGOT. It's the EGOT plus the NBA Finals. <laughs> and, Give me the 10-day. I guess we'll do the Antonio Brown, then we'll transition fully into sports. So, Antonio Brown was tweaking again. I believe it was Sunday, maybe Saturday, where after the Patriots released him, wow, that was uh, that was a short tenure. Bro, um, one game? <laughs> one game played. The nigga said that the Patriots were so scared of the Dolphins, they got Antonio Brown for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I'm not even, I don't know if that's crazy. And so... Antonio Brown was tweaking on the internet, and it caused me to think and obviously, you know, form a little bit of a thought with discussion. Obviously, we were on a podcast that, what actually, before we get into that, one thing we do need to take down and probably do need to take note on is Madalena texted me this week, and she said that a good idea for a podcast episode or two, like maybe a little series, would be actually going back to the things that we say one day we're going to go back to. <laughs> oh, because we've said like a million things that were, <laughs> hey guys, don't worry, we will get back to this. And I forgot all of them. Ten years later. I forgot all of them, so we really might have to go listen back through all this shit. But, um, whoa, <laughs> interns, we're looking for interns. I'll pay you $8 an hour to listen through our podcast and pick out all of our one days. Yeah, $8 per podcast. Niggas could make a good little almost three hundo, maybe more. But um, with the Antonio Brown situation, one thing he was doing when he was tweaking after he got released, he said all respect to the Patriots organization. Still seems like he shows a little loyalty to them, but he did call out one member, which is the owner, Robert Kraft. He called out um, Big Ben. He called out a couple people when he said that the way the NFL kind of the, the way he was outlining it. He had some truth to it. He was tweaking, but he had some truth to it. Mm -hmm. Where he said, he was basically saying, I'm just going to paraphrase it all because he said a lot. But he basically, TLDR said that all of these white people in this league have been in situations where this bad shit is happening to them, allegations, cases, etc. Allegations? And the, and Robert Kraft got caught red-handed. I know, I know, but he's a billionaire. You know billionaires live with different rules than we do. Bro, live. I can't believe we let that shit slide as a society. <laughs> Go on. And it's like... These motherfuckers get like a slap on the wrist because think about it like the Big Ben situation. There was evidence. There was oh evidence, even though I think it ended, evidently got thrown out, but there was evidence in the case. And this motherfucker got a few game suspension. It right? came down to Milledgeville and did heinous. But then, like when you think about the black players, Zeke, there was no evidence, and it got thrown out, and he got a six game suspension. He got big suspension. Fucking um, was it Adrian Peterson like hit his kids and got suspended? Yeah, like fucking um. Anything that happens with these play with black players, it's always an automatic release or suspension. But these white players can go through the heinous 
and have proof behind it, like the Ben situation. Because Ben had the rape allegations too. Mm-hmm. There was proof, four-game suspension. AB had the rape allegations or sexual misconduct. I won't say necessarily rape, but the sexual misconduct allegations without necessary tangible proof. Yeah. And it was like, yo, I'm released from the team. And so that begs me to have the question of, do you think that with the AB situation in particular, we're not dumb. We know how they treat us versus how they treat them. So, I mean, like, I feel like that's an underlying fact that we have to accept at this point. But do you believe that it was the allegations combined with the fiasco going around with him that made them release him? That made or, them release him? Or do you think that the Pats, because the Pats are an organization that are willing to go the distance with their with their bad eggs, quote unquote. Or do you think that... They know something we don't in this case because, I mean, there's oh. information that, and they before it even gets to the public that they were like, yeah, we're good on this for right now. Bro, Aaron Hernandez killed... Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get into that one, but you're right. They really do go the distance with people. Uh, I still want to say I think it really is just a combination of allegations and everything because this is a very different climate, political climate, especially when it comes to certain things than it was in years past 2010 2011 even like in years that are still in this decade um yeah dude ab was just acting like a fucking clown combined with all of these it was way too much media like bad media towards him that i don't know if the patriots really cared about but i feel like it could affect any team and i don't think the patriots are like immune to that even because they bro i would you would think about the team that they are and how much they get away with. Why wouldn't they go to the distance to hold on to like an, an AB that would only increase their chances of getting another fucking ring? Absolutely. Like, for real, increase their chances of getting a fucking ring. Like, this one doesn't even seem like shady or anything. Like, there's more to it that they're dodging. Dude, their owner was... Fu- Bro, I'm not getting into this shit about Kraft right now, actually, but... Legit, it's just like... Because the feds is watching, bro. Robert Kraft, yo, you know what I'm saying? Send me a text or something. Like, yo, that's my nigga right there, yo. Bro, niggas give up their integrity one, for a dollar. I was gonna say one day we're gonna we're gonna finally pop and niggas are gonna go back and listen to this and just take that one screen recording. Oh my goodness! Please you fucked up, chief. You, you fucked up to fucking see it. But I'll stand on my ten. But do you on. think that? So you think? And then another question is: If black people, which obviously black people, black athletes, etc. And understand how um, institutional racism, years of this psychological torment, etc. have caused people to take a step back and be fearful so that they don't step up. They don't say something. They don't act. Especially when you see what happens when you do act. Like, regardless of how people feel about Kaepernick, he did what he did and he's blackballed. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, do I think, do you believe that Black people and black players, if they took some solidarity in one another and actually stood behind each other, not standing behind, for instance, AB's antics, but a lot of people doubling down on the fact that it is true how different his situation was handled versus others. Do you think that if they stood together in solidarity, it would change the outcomes of these things? Or do you think they would just dispose of them and move on? Bro. Even if they were stars. If if they stood in solidarity of... Dude, to be honest, if you stand in solidarity, regardless of, like, the A-B situation and the fact that it is handled differently and there is some injustice in there, um, 
players could get away with literally anything if they actually stood together. Because at the end of the at the end of the day, they're the driving force for the fucking NFL. Like they're the players, you know. The owners, the fucking management, all these people can only do so much. But at the end of the day, if a Julio decides he's not coming out to play, if a Breeze decides he's not coming out to fucking play, if Cam decides he's out of here, you know what I'm saying? Camara, like you're not. I'm, I'm not even saying. And just to cut you off, because of one point you said there with Breeze, I'm not even including white players because these white players mm-hmm. don't stand up for black. Okay, players. I'm like, just, saw, I'm just saying. You saw general, how Aaron right. Rodgers got ethered for kind of standing mm-hmm. up a little bit. So if any of these players just decided to just really like do it, what the fuck are they gonna do? Like think go, about go, how, go to Canada and start recruiting some niggas to like fill the squads because people aren't gonna watch think that shit. They'll just start watching college. The NFL would be if Julian Edelman was really the best receiver. Like they only had white folks. Bro, nobody's gonna Edelman kind of nice, bro. I'm not about to disrespect him, but he's not on the same <laughs> level as these niggas, bro. But Edelman's definitely better than people be giving that nigga credit for. <laughs> I be shitting on that nigga at every chance <laughs> because, bro, you could. Bro, after the Falcons lost that Super Bowl, which was hilarious, who who cares? That's fine. But after they lost that Super Bowl, I had too many people coming up to me with a straight face, being like, "Julian Edelman's the best receiver in the NFL, and he's better than Julio." I was I'm hearing like, that way more than I I'm needed like, to. I'm like, y'all are crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all are crazy. He might be the best slot receiver in history because mm-hmm. this nigga love getting his three yards. <laughs> he love his three yards. <laughs> hey, bro, he loves his five. <laughs> He get that five sometimes. Ooh, he might freak it for the seven. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but Julio that nigga not five. Catches. Nah, I mean. Julio wore some Waffle House shoes because he's always open. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most OG shit I've ever seen in my life. And I'm a Saints fan, bro. That is just fire. You can't take that away. Nah, you definitely see some fire shit. No matter if you support team or shit on them or whatever. Would like, you watch an all-white NFL? What would I, if they were fire, like, at the end of the day, um, I'm not going to say it like like, white people can't be fired football. Uh, historically speaking, you haven't had as good a content, but... You These know, niggas if, the greatest QBs, if, if <laughs> The greatest kickers, though. Bro, they got fire-ass tight ends and fire-ass QBs. I don't understand. The bro. O-line? The, uh, bro, no one give a fuck about the O-line, no matter who you are, bro. Baker Mayfield do. <laughs> that nigga just got abused this weekend. Baker Mayfield won but, the line. But at the end of the day, like, if these quality players really did step away, bro, it's a whole different story for everything. For everything. They can... Bro, if they decided to do... Come together and stand in solidarity. They can get way more pay. They can dictate what rules there are going to be in the game. They can dictate what they fucking wear, what they want to. Like, literally anything in the NFL they can dictate if they just stand in solidarity. Okay. And so, um, we're going to mention the last funny thing about the A-B situation. Because this is kind of hilarious. He re-enrolled in college today to Central Michigan. And it's nuts because of the fact that, one, he's been in the NFL long enough that... They have a clause. I only know this because of the fact that um, I'm pretty close to an NFL player here and there, just off of friends and like their relationships. And so if you've been in the NFL for over three years, you get veteran or whatever clause where, because their careers obviously don't last that long, where you can go to school at any point in your life and the NFL will pay for it. Mm-hmm. So why does he choose Central Michigan? Why didn't he go to Harvard or some shit? Like, <laughs> Bro, first off, Harvard don't want those problems right now. Dog. <laughs> you think Harvard, they don't want that shit in the class. He's too disruptive. Imagine A.B. on Harvard's campus, though. Then white kids would be confused seeing a nigga like him. <laughs> Bro, he, he pipes up in class one time and everybody's pissed off. Get that coon out of here. Bro, <laughs> imagine the emails to the dean. Dude, think about this. <laughs> <laughs> on a serious note, though, it's almost sad because it feels like is he just prepping if he can't come back to like the NFL? Is he really just getting that degree and trying to go file into some 9 to 5 somewhere? What's his major looking like, dude? That's all I want to know. Bro, what major is fucking AB about to hop into? But AB went back to get a Russian literature 
Speaking about solidarity, do you believe that the NFL lockout's coming soon? And the reason I asked that question... Yes, these niggas are not getting paid even close. I don't even know where that question leads into. (laughs) Where they're not even getting paid nearly as much as their colleagues in other sports. Bro, you look at what NBA players get played. You look at teams. It makes you want to spit. They need to be making closer, of course, but they'll never make as much as an NBA. Well, obviously. When it's a 16-man roster versus a fucking... 52 man. But when they have enough money to play, pay a lot of these players at least decently close, and then at that point, it's just like at least the stars, the stars who are bringing most of the attraction in, niggas were watching Giants games for purely back in the day just for Odell. Because I know that we weren't watching for anybody else. Because if there, there's a super max in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. In the NBA, you can be paid like 40, 50 M's a year. Yeah. Bro, I promise you. It, like certain a, players like should a, deserve like a that certain player in, in the NFL. NFL should be at least getting the thirty something. You know what I'm Bro, saying? Bro, they no, they have way, they have enough money to give certain players in the, many players in the NFL the fifty. You think you think they can do a super max in the NFL? You know how much money these guys have. I know. Trust me, the NFL makes more money than any other league. But it's also like, bro, because the funny thing is about like people boycotting the NFL and all this kind of shit that people talk about. It's the NFL is just so embedded as America's sport. It's not going anywhere. We just have to start working towards changing it at this point. Because like the NFL is not going to change. Like these niggas have the most slave complex in any sport. Like the NBA changed quick. The NBA changed quick. That lockout, bro, that lockout, literally all of the money started changing and people started getting paid more. Like, the Rich Paul shit when it comes to basketball, Mm -hmm. LeBron said something, and then all these players started saying something, and then they instantly changed the rule to NCAA. Mm -hmm. Like, if big players stood up for the rights of the other players in their leagues, that shit would change quickly. Bro, very fucking quick. And so then, while we're... The average NFL team, I think, is worth more than the average NBA team. Yeah. I know there's way more players to play at the end of the day, but... And then, moving on, there's... Let's go ahead, since we do run a respectable podcast at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm trying my quick to... And my best, sorry, to... Ew! Bears Redskins on primetime Monday Night Football? Who's watching that garbage? Bro, they... All the Monday... So many of the Monday Night games this year are actually garbage. That's actually... That just made my stomach hurt. My stomach hurt! <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Let's, Shout out to Cardi, man. And let's do a quick little NFL uh, rundown. What games did we care about this week? Lamar so, showed out. I know a lot of shit talk was going on about whether or not he transitioned into the league. Even after these first two games, like because this is the third game, yeah, and they lost. After the first two games, they lost. They, but it's versus what people argue as the best team in the NFL, yeah. led by a Patrick Mahomes on the. They were playing Chiefs. against Super Bowl contenders right now, and the fact that Lamar, you saw that run he ran in. This nigga twisting and oh, turning. And the worst part is didn't even fall in the end. Then he last tackle didn't even get it. Then he just looked at these niggas. He's like, you thought you was going to tackle me? You know who I am. He can throw too. And I know that's what a lot of shit people were talking about. This man actually has a fucking arm and it's fucking accurate. And then the funniest, we're going to get to the funniest performance after the next one. The funniest is going to be the Giants-Bucks game. But the um, other performance... I didn't watch that garbage. The fact that the Saints won versus the Seahawks without... Purely off the defense. Purely off the defense, though. That was one of the first games, because I was talking to the homie Colin, and he's a Seahawks fan. Obviously, there's no animosity in the um, community. So, I mean, like we could both talk about, like, really objectively about what's going on. Yeah. Bro, if it wasn't for our defense, we would have not just lost. We would have gotten crushed that game. And Mm -hmm. then, because our defense scored twice yeah. and they locked him down the rest of the game and fucking Russell Wilson was playing like a Hall of Famer I'm not gonna like lie on, some of the, on those last drives if they had more time I was genuinely worried because the kind of shit he was doing bro, it's not even just that bro I watched the whole game that nigga was playing like that all game. Mm-hmm. All game. His team was just ass. This nigga was running this nigga had to run so many first downs 
as the QB. You don't have to, you don't have to think to yourself, I have to run these first downs. Do you want to think I have someone that could produce. The fumbles on his team, the fumble for a TD return? Stop it. And then the god came out. The god Daniel Jones. Nigga, I thought you were about to say some bullshit. <laughs> Daniel Jones, the guy. I number, was waiting for some Number bullshit. six NFL pick. Bro. He came out. Daniel Jones ran two touchdowns in and then threw two. And it's funny because of the fact that you know he's at home thinking right mm-hmm. now, all oh, these niggas doubted me. You know he hangs around with enough black people. He's in New York. <laughs> you know he was thinking niggas, bro. He didn't have to say it out loud, but he was thinking, all oh, these niggas doubted me, son. After the game, New York finally accepted me. I came up to the crib, fresh pair of butters, fresh pair of Tim's right there. You bro. think the city of New York finally gave him his Tim's, though, all jokes aside? Uh, bro, first off, they give any one of their teams that wins a game fresh pair of Tim's. <laughs> they just had garbage teams for years now, which is kind of tragic in such a big fucking market. You know, this nigga was definitely listening to fucking Y2K remakes for See Me Fall. They gonna want to see me fall. <laughs> yeah. Stephen bro. Curry, how I ball. ESPN was killing me, bro. You should have... I know you weren't paying attention all day, but at, um, at the bar, they have... A sports center going on all I day. Was. It's not the game. Oh, you were okay, yeah. bro. ESPN was, was making. I was, I was with a bunch of people. They were making the fucking Bucks um, Giants game seem like a prime time event, a prime time event, because it was Daniel Jones's first starting game. Wait, t- like that? No, I saw it everywhere. These niggas was just. I was like, bro, the Saints are playing the Seahawks tonight. The Cowboys are playing. They were like, making bro, a, bro, a game with first off. I don't even. The want, Browns, like I, the Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, bro. Niggas was talking about the Giants. Versus the Bucks, an ass team versus an ass team. You ever wonder how deep seated this shit really runs? A certain <laughs> team just keep getting fucking time, bro. The amount of games I see like on prime time television for the fucking Bears still makes me sick to this. Mitch Trubisky needs to be kicked out of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of slander of this man. The Bears defense is fire. I've seen a lot of slander. That's of this the only reason game. their games be close because that nigga ass. That nigga <laughs> is not bad. Well, He's ass. Why are you getting prime time television for defense? <laughs> I've never seen it consistently to this day. Bro, speaking the t- that, that was the Texans until this dude, Deshaun starts showing Bro, out. But. Deshaun is balling out of control with no offensive line. This guy is getting sent straight to CTE land this the fucking season. <laughs> he got sacked six times in the game versus us. Bro, you hate the fucking This nigga city. is getting battered and bruised to try his best to win this game with no O-line. But speaking of defense... Or a lack thereof. Moving to the NCAA. Did you see UCLA come back from oh, 49 and 17 in I the didn't third watch quarter? this game, but I heard about it. That's fucking ridiculous. They were down 49 to 17 in the third quarter with six minutes and 52 seconds left, if I believe, if I'm correct. Six minutes and 52 seconds plus one quarter. So a total of 22 minutes left in this game. And they came back and won 67 to 63. Bro, how do you have no defense? How does, like, I just want to know what happened to the defense for the rest of this game. Fuck the defense. If I'm the quarterback on a team that loses 67 to 63 by some niggas that we were up 32 points a quarter ago, I'm shooting that whole shit up. Especially if that nigga's white, he really might shoot that whole shit up. Bro, for sure. You were, the thing is, he was still scoring. Like, after (laughs) after that, what? Like, because from just when I'm looking at the score, he got two two more more TDs. Exactly. So you're still fucking scoring. What is your defense doing? I'm asking the coach to put me out on defense at this point. <laughs> bro, I'm doing whatever. Did you see Ohio State, bro? They scored 10 touchdowns. Yeah, that's just embarrassing. It was like 70-something to a 7. Do you, do you think they got it this year? 
Because low key, the, like I know, like they were what ranked fifth under uh, like us, and then it's like we scored sixty some no LSU. We scored sixty some no UGA's like three, and Alabama and Clemson. Okay, cool. Like they're always gonna have those rankings. Let me, it just feels like if they're winning, like they always seem to be valued. Let me, let me, but I'm not. I'm not seeing. Besides, I'm obviously gonna root for us to some capacity because I just have faith and hope. But besides us, I really think Ohio State might just take this. Justin shit. Fields is playing differently, like oh very different. Goodness. But. I will say, just like a lot of UGA fans like to remind me every fucking week when I talk about Justin Fields, is that they have been playing no names. It's just like, at the end of the day, you play no names and you score 70, though, that's still commendable. Nigga, no names still come out to play. What? They come out to try their best. They still come out to fucking play. And so, even then, we will let the dust settle. I just want to say two things. One, this is the first year watching college football that I believe Alabama is overranked. Alabama needs to be ranked below Ohio State, below UGA, and below LSU with how all those teams have currently mm-hmm. been playing, for sure. Number two, as an LSU fan, someone that has been scorned, because we've been scorned, we've given up. At this point, for the last few seasons, I just knew I had to factor in the Alabama loss. <laughs> Do you? Th- it's always like you get one loss this season. For sure. And we always find a way to lose to like what a Troy or like a bullshit gonna, team and Alabama. What are you going to say, man? Do you think this is the year we break that curse, though? Yeah, we finally beat Bama. You think we beat Bama this season? Burrow's balling out of control. I don't want to get my hopes up. Bro. I don't want to get I my hopes up, too, but I've I already let myself. That's why I, I hate college football, bro. I told myself this year, I'm not watching any games. I'm not letting myself be invested. I don't give a fuck. And then I was at a party, blackout drunk. The LSU game versus Texas was on, and I was having heart palpitations, and I didn't want to talk to anybody else, and I'm just fucking watching the LSU game. When I can't stop. When the Bama game happens, though, legit, if we don't watch it together, just call and check up on me after if we lose. <laughs> call and check up on me after. Like, I'm just like, my heart can't take this. No. My if, heart can't take this If we anymore. lose to Bama this year, I'm not, I'm not taking it anymore. I'm for real just losing my fandom. I'm not watching college football anymore. College football just canceled at that point? It's okay. And then... Another thing that was hilarious to me is how a bunch of 25-year-olds, 25-plus-year-olds, because they're people in my age group, yeah, drove to Athens, Georgia. Who? To, we're not going to say names. Right. There's a lot. I got you. There's a lot. I it's not you. just a who. It's like, at, it's at the end of the day, we live in the state of Georgia, so most people are UGA fans. And a lot of people make the migration. A lot of people. Dude, bro, you said 25, bro. A lot of 40-year-olds make the bro, migration. What? Bro, what? Every single UGA game I've ever gone to, we've been tailgating with people's parents. But it's like the fact that these niggas went out of the way, and I know Notre Dame's a big game, but these niggas went out of the way for the Notre Dame game for y'all to almost lose to a team called the Irish? Almost lose? Bro, the Irish don't even play football that side of the world. And, and, the Instagram captions after the game really made my stomach hurt, bro. Really made my stomach hurt. Let me check one of my dogs. Because my dog, we always get into the most fights and arguments about football. Because he's a big Falcons and he's a big fucking, um, he's a big fucking UGA fan. He went to UGA, whatever. He said, I wish every game was that fun. You didn't no, have fun, bro. You, you didn't have fun. I would have had heart palpitations even, the whole time. Even at the end, we it wasn't like lose. it was a secured winning. You what? guys like finally like decided this shit. It's like, no, they were making like a nice drive to potentially come back and fucking win. Bro, all of the captions I saw after that game, y'all niggas is phony, bro. Oh, <laughs> y'all niggas goodness. is phony, bro. There's no way y'all were having that much fun or loving the game as much as y'all love the game. Because that shit was too close for comfort. I wouldn't even be talking after that. Game. I want to say UGA fans are kind of shitty fans, but I take that back completely because they're just t- standard Georgia fans. They'll talk the most trash when their team is like shit and ass, and like, they're really passionate. But at the same time, I've never seen a UGA fan switch up. 
But I will like they've really been fans. Like I will say this too. Even in the bad years. I can't even talk down on them because of the fact that we don't live in Louisiana anymore. But like LSU fans are the same way. They really are the same way. It's just we're not around as many now. Yeah. And bro, so, I'll talk shit about the fact that we haven't had a QB in front. Oh, at least I'll be. I'll objectively talk shit. Burrow's yeah. the first QB I've had happy about in the last ten years. Like what? Niggas had to fake stand ten toes down behind Jordan Jefferson. Bro, one day I'm gonna see this man. And I'm not gonna say that we're gonna fight, but I want my thirty. I want at least thirty seconds. Like at least got to run me my set. But then moving back. Oh yeah, we gotta give a big shout out to my boy Javante Jones for talking all of that cash shit. I'm on that cash shit. Yeah. And talking all of that cash shit this week about oh. how the Saints lost last week oh. and how we're ass and how laughing, LOLing to the bank and all this shit. And y'all niggas, booty cheeks ass lost the motherfucking Colts with no. These niggas had a black person at QB. Bro, you gotta, you gotta stop all this racial shit. I'm sick to my stomach. What is this? <laughs> You can't pick up Lamar to do this. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm joking. But these niggas lost their franchise QB this season, and y'all lost to them. But you wanted to talk shit to me, and we came back and we beat Russell Wilson, which is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Good. If y'all my do- stomach still hurts for you, bitch nigga. Just kidding, bro. That's my boy right there. But still, though, that's funny. No, the Falcons are actual dog shit, and it's funny Booty to watch. Cheeks ass. I do want to say one thing, too. Just Falcons fans, quit. Quit right now. Quit adding me about football. Dude, this shit was tragic to fucking see, though. Like, one thing, and coming from a Saints fan perspective, you know this means a lot when I have to step out and say some shit. It's like, bro, there was a drive where Keanu Neal gets injured and fucks up his Achilles, right? And so he takes off his helmet and throws it on the field and just slams it, right? Because he's pissed off. Falcons player, keep in mind. And the refs flag him up, bro. For p- getting f- frustrated because he just fucked up his Achilles after coming back from an ACL injury. And he's just frustrated and can't believe it's happening. And he catches a flag, bro. The audacity of these niggas, bro. It was insane. But realistically, I would have a little bit of money set aside for the fine because I'm going to go beat that nigga's ass. I'm out for the oh rest of the season goodness. regardless. I'm going to beat the dog shit out of you. I'm going to at least try to punch that nigga. Someone's going to tackle me and stop me, but I'm going to hobble over there. Bro, definitely the like hop. I've been on that. Like, you still have that one good leg. I'm hopping over and I'm definitely throwing hands. I'm like, what? You can throw me a flag, nigga. My season over <laughs> my season's over i just had to sit out for damn near like forever because like i've already got a major injury before but <laughs> i guess that's all i had for this week do you have anything else uh saints winning a super bowl if uh, saints i'm saying we win two more we just split right we win three and three before drew comes back and i think we can win more so i don't want to take out my team but let's just say we split. Say drew or drew drew okay i'm saying we split two guys though we split i'm saying and we're still going to the playoffs, and we uh-huh. still have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Because once Drew comes back, things are different again. Y'all niggas, right. y'all niggas is talking cash shit once a Hall of Fame QB this is, gets injured. This is, this is the toughest year out of like the last four for this. Like, And the Super, best thing uh, is... For the Super Bowl. I'm just hoping we that got we hoed, We got hoed a couple years. That's cool. A couple. But it's like... it's like We get hoed every year. We rise to adversity, baby. Yes, sir. We rise to adversity, oh, baby. Go marching in. Ooh. Oh, and the Saints go marching in. Yeah. <laughs> but on that note, I'm Chuka Offer. I'm Ezigo Offer. And this is the Offspace. Space, space, space. Damn, nigga.